Hello and welcome back to another episode of Barry, Season 4, Episode 5, Tricky Legacies. Written and directed once again by Bill Hader. I thought this was or felt like the beginning of a new season of a show. And I think that that was what they were going for. A bookend, so to speak, of where we left the climax of where Barry was and then the final showdown now that time has passed and then you have the the bonus of getting to see who these people would be if they are given the freedom that they so desire the second chance as they would say they desire in their lives to be the people they want to be and showing the reality of that versus their delusion idea of what that was eight years ago. So I thought that was a smart choice once I've seen this episode. Of course, my theory got ran in the ground, kind of figured it would. I knew at the time that I was making it that Bill Hader had came out and officially said on a podcast that yes, it is an eight year time gap. <laughs> However, I'm allowed to have theories that are absolutely wrong because that's just how I roll. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there. We're also on YouTube. If you want to send feedback on Barry or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. I will try to keep the whatever is happening outside. I don't know why it'd be 6 p.m. and then someone would decide they wanted to do work outside (laughs) very noisily it's always this one guy working on his truck I'm like I don't know when you're supposed to give up on the truck and admit that it's a piece of shit but he won't and now I have to hear it outside my bedroom window that is neither here nor there the entire set piece feels as if it is a (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anywhere where there's just flat line, seemingly desert, deserted would be a better term for that because it's not the desert, but you get what I'm saying. It's isolated. Barry and Sally have self-isolated and decided to raise their son in this environment who has to awkwardly apologize for hitting the neighbor's kid, Travis, who still thinks it's weird. He doesn't know Call of Duty or play video games. They depart with hope next time we can be in harmony. And I feel so bad for John. Was that Barry's dad's name? I think we already discussed that. If not, I think that's where it came from. But his parents' ideologies is so out of touch with reality. It could be a bit of a disservice. Now we can chalk that up to that's life as well (laughs) because we are born to who we're born to and there is nothing to say those two people are absolutely rational and have it going on and they're shit together. That's just not a guarantee. However, I do feel these two people do not qualify for adoption and thus... cannot possibly I know I was making a joke but it's not even because I know there's that one nitpicker because that's just the day and age we live in now where people feel the 
the way in which to deflate your intelligence is by picking apart the intelli- the things that you say as to say, well, you're stupid, so I don't have to listen to you. I'm like, no, that's just you editing from the sidelines because it's easier. It's always easier than it is to ever stand up in your truth. But it is certainly <laughs> the case for these two that they're not standing in their truth. I think that's more organically what the issue is never indoctrinate your children no matter the intentions it will go awry john still wants to punch travis and his dad who were mean although i would say they were confused like why don't you play call of duty we don't play video games but if you do that's fine all right (laughs) then you say something that a normal person would not say I think their reaction was pretty, uh, pretty on the nose. But Barry is all about controlling one's emotions, which is great. But there's a difference between controlling one's emotions and suppressing them. Although I suppose one would argue suppressing one's emotions is just part of the equation. <laughs> I still think that there are, they, they, they are different. I think controlling your emotions is being fully aware of your emotions and taking healthy steps to approach said uh if your emotions are out of control mind you because everyone's everyone's gonna feel uh i might want to ram my car up someone's ass (laughs) but i've controlled that emotion when they've cut me off versus suppressing the emotion i want to murder people but i'm going to ignore that feeling instead of seeking help for wanting to murder people did that did that make a little bit more sense on why i see them as different i do think talking it out can help it's just too bad he's talking to a fundamentally mentally skewed psychopath (laughs) you messed up but you took responsibility for it it's the right way to live Barry is like some people I know that meme or mimic traits and qualities to create a facade or rationale of a person that they are, but clearly it's only surface level. You can quote all the self-help books you want. It doesn't permeate reality. And Barry has never taken responsibility. And eventually his son will have to deal with the hypocrisy that is his father. And that is going to ruin him. Both Sally and Barry have taken on roles in their new life, which makes sense, both being former actors. Barry, the attentive, moralistic dad, spectacles, paunch and all, dedicated to his son's education, which is learned on YouTube videos. Oh, hell no. That is no way to raise a child. Whereas Sally has literally donned a wig and a country accent working as a waitress completely avoiding the reality she has at home looking at both father and son in disappointment (laughs) just worse than disappointment no emotion people don't change or become better people because they have kids that's something people say all the time and i disagree oh you'll have a child so you'll become a better person or I will become better for my kids. There's a difference of saying you'll work on yourself for your children so that you can be a better person for your kids and thinking that just because you have a kid, well, then 
I'll automatically be a better person because I'll be taking care of you and all those things that was problematic with me will simply go away. So no, those toxic traits are going to surface at some point because you can't hide who you are from the people closest to you. Uh, not all the time. And it, it exacerbates a situation, creates more problems. You have to fix you first. Sally serving up coffee before her waitress friends is like, I really need a Xanax. So they go into the bathroom to take some chug coke and smoke cigarettes with Sally making excuses for not socializing, saying that they have a a sick mother-in-law. Their new identities are Emily and Clark, by the way. I know Clark for Clark Kent because he feels he's Superman oh my god barry what the fuck is wrong with you as a person i did pick up on how she's like oh i'm afraid to pull the plugs i think that's a a metaphor for her current life she also because think about it she's no she can no longer go back to being sally reed was her last name i believe she is now an accessory to a murderer (laughs) You're accessory to an escaped convict who is a serial killer. You are no, your life is only going to be under the safety net that he creates for you. You can no longer have another existence that matters. And that is, that's, I don't think that was a choice she thought of at the moment. She was only thinking about her disappointment and now you have to double down. What are you going to do? She also is told that Bevel jerks off to her. Oh, he's stroking my dick. I got lotion on my dick right now. I'm just stroking my shit. I'm horny as fuck, man. I'm a freak, man. Then it pans to Bevel, who's simply eye-fucking her before asking a dumbass question, what you doing? I don't know. What am I doing? It kind of looks like I'm putting money in the till. No, I'm actually stealing money from the till, and I'm waiting for you to walk the fuck away, which you do by saying cool. She takes a whole bottle of vodka. It takes a whole bottle of vodka to get through Barry's lesson plan. He watched a documentary on Lincoln and from it got John can be a lawyer. Did he say we can kind of come up with division? (laughs) As if you could just. (laughs) What do you think? Who do you you think you are? Terrence Howard? At dinner, John cannot eat the still frozen Popeye that dad ate no problem. And it shows how much effort Sally puts in being a mom who isn't interested in being a mom as she drunkenly tells John what he can buy with pennies. If you can be as successful as Abe Lincoln getting your face on the penny. Whereas dad looks more interested in his thought process. And you can see Barry in that moment is so fucking irritated by her. But because he's suppressing his emotions, because he should be able to talk to her in a manner to say, you should not be a drunk in front of our child. That's not okay. (laughs) But because he's suppressed all of his emotions, not control, uh, you know, he thinks he's controlling them. But there's there's clear rage on his face as she continues to talk. Uh, And then he simply steers the conversation back to his own thought process. Later, he's heard whispering, chastising her about drinking at work. She's like, I didn't drink at work. 
<laughs> and it being a bad example for their son threatening to throw out the wine even though clearly she's drinking later on that didn't work out she points out that he drinks beer they decide to unwind by plugging in headphones and going into their own little worlds so they're not even really together heroes exposed the truth about abe lincoln <laughs> barry realizing that all heroes are tar- have a tarnished legacy I think begins Barry's quest to make sure he is the one orchestrating his legacy. Hence the title to his own son. And I don't know. I feel like that's fucking don't take it that dark where it gets that fucking tragic where something's going to happen to John or worse. John picks up a gun and shoots someone because he loves his dad so much and becomes exactly what his father didn't want for him. You would think this would put Barry in the mind space of, you know, it always comes out. Whatever, all heroes, you know, have flaws. Granted, Barry's flaws are are who he is. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's really taken on this mantle of being a hero. And he's the villain of the story. And yet he continues to pursue this idea of being being this upstanding <laughs> uh, he he wants to live in this delusion of his own making and i think that that is something that's probably been manifesting since childhood whereas sally is watching the successful natalie show i'm so glad we got darcy back even if it's not interacting maybe we will get an interaction since it seems as if they probably gonna head back to la and she has a success story. She might actually hurt her. I hope it don't go dark like that. Man, my brain is running real wild. <laughs> I need to <laughs> need to calm myself down. Because at one point, she wasn't in the idea of how she could get back at, at Natalie. But, you know, she's a different person now. No, I think there might be some hope for Sally. Maybe I just have hope for Sally. Why? You don't even like this character. I don't like who she was, but I think she's paying for it. (laughs) I honestly feel that way. She's not a happy person. She has to drink a bottle of vodka just to get in the front door. When you're that low, um, you know, I don't know if she, I think that that's, you know, (laughs) at some point, when do you look at yourself? And I think there is an opportunity for like Barry in prison to take that responsibility, but he didn't. He decided to escape. The same thing with Sally. I feel like she's still at a precipice, precipice, where she can evaluate her current decisions and make better ones because she hasn't done anything that's that irredeemable. And she almost looked regretful, not spiteful, like we would have seen, you know, eight years ago. She would have been fuming. She would have been mimicking the way she even spoke. But the whole, you know, life is uh, this, that, and the other thing. And honey, nobody likes black licorice. It's almost as if she's getting some life lessons. And they said it is a show that's changed a generation. So maybe she's influenced her friend. Not Sunday televised church service. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. 
Now y'all just torturing the boy. I'm televangelist. I think that's the right word. Yeah, I'm already so fucked up. Um, they, they, they're vultures, man. They take in a lot of money and they're batshit crazy. Most of them are batshit crazy. Another idolization of goodness, be fret with negative and more often than not deadly consequences, religion. The automation is so dull, yet Barry is so committed. And so is Sally to this fantasy. If my parents lectured me like this every day, I would probably grow up deranged. John knows something is wrong. His mom cries a lot, loud and scary, and it's not considered happy or sad. And Barry thinks if he stays calm explaining it to his son instead of explaining why his mom may be hysterically mentally unwell, um, he could just talk her down from her psychotic episodes, which doesn't at all alleviate anything in that child's brain of confusion. He does see some kids playing baseball in the distance and watch him, picks up on the game, starts to play catch with his only friend, Travis, who encourages his baseball dreams, gifting him with his mitt. John then asks, does your mom wear hair on top of her own hair? Because he's still trying to figure, that's the thing about kids. <laughs> that That's the, the good, bad thing about kids. One, on one hand, they could be very easily molded by their, their, uh, crippling love, need of your love and affection. On the other hand, they do begin to have their own thought process and independence away from you. And I think by showing John asking the questions, he's taken in way more than his parents are giving him credit for. And that can, as I stated earlier, be problematic down the line because he might feel he needs to protect them without fully knowing what, what exactly and who exactly his parents are. Well, this is a, this was a scene that I thought, wow, where you you get, you get all these good Barry is a good dad scenes, but then the cracks they show doesn't take long for them to show either while unboxing items john asks if they got his comforter as his room is code barry answers using a bible example what the hell did you just say that was not the question i asked sir and i love that the kid was like so you didn't get my comforter no i didn't get your comforter um you get what you get and don't whine which uh <laughs> sounds like a black parent to me <laughs> That was constantly the, don't ask me no questions. Cause I said so. Um, cause uh, mind your business. It's not your business. Always, always. And it is what it is. What you going to do about it? But he did order himself an Amazon book about Lincoln proving that he is selfish because that money could have been spent on, I don't know, a comforter how your kid need a comforter because he's cold because this house do look like it's built of absolutely plastic but mom is chugging down stealing not to provide for her child but to to numb her own self and her father is using money to indulge his own um 
his own thought processes so that he can be the smartest man in the room and then the kid is suffering because he needs something actual tangible like a fucking comforter then we get the the other shoe to drop when barry finds the baseball mid he makes his son watch a video about how one how someone broke their neck in a freak accident to dissuade him from the sport that's fucked up this is the difference between indoctrinating and uh say normal parenting things like oh yeah i'm into i'm into uh sports i want to get my kid into sports or i'm not in the sports but my kid wants to be in sports okay but when you actively try when you actively (laughs) brainwash your child into believing there's something innately dangerous about the sport due to your own insecurities that's not okay and this poor kid has a nightmare afraid he's going to be killed by a baseball Instead of addressing that Aaronist thought, though, <laughs> Sally tries to get Clark to wake up, and when he doesn't do so, she's forced to lay with him, though she isn't particularly affectionate and happy to do so. I feel like the kid is Clark's experiment, and she's along for the ride. In full fuck it mode, she decides that she wants to take on Bevel's admiration since he just keeps staring at her. Here's the definition of a wigger. If you don't know what a wigger is, Google it. His brother is in jail because they robbed a brink and his co-conspirator killed the teller. And he's talking about how this is fucked up, right? She wants to know how he felt. And he's like, I don't know if you robbing a bank, shit might go sideways. And then she wants to know if he killed someone. And because she said she's into it, he's like, yeah, of course I've killed someone. Uh, it made him feel like he was a god. Liar, liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. He thinks oppressing a girl is by taking her foot and putting it on his dick to show his size. <laughs> I'm laughing, but guys will do this shit. I swear, it's the same thing with dick pics. They're like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then like three sentences is, look how big my dick is. You want to fuck me now? I'm like, dude, just because your dick is big doesn't mean you get access to my pussy it's not (laughs) some people don't like to be stretched out okay not like that and if you are offering it up then i'm thinking it's diseased quite so readily is what i was trying to say (laughs) if you offer your dick up that readily after admitting he thinks about her giving him a blowjob she invites him to the bathroom where she begins to strangle him before slapping him I think this was the real Sally. When the wig came off, we got to see her in her blonde hair. She hears of him being a killer and her disgust from him or for him makes her very volatile. She becomes violent. She is somewhere between self-loathing and actively loathing Barry, in my opinion. Or it could be a sign she isn't over the first life that she took even if it was self-defense and she feels the need to to address that it's her life is never the same like you see barry kill people and readily put it behind him whereas sally is forever ruined barry did you just make your kid pick up your war memorabilia you yourself placed for him to retrieve away from the porch where there's nowhere else just so that you can start narcissistically crafting your own backstory for this kid 
that you tell him throughout the entire day, even when he's being tucked in at night? He really turned that whole story about Albert on its head once again. I just realized Fuchs was the first to save him from his responsibility. Um... I'm just I'm I'm tickled but in a in the worst way by Barry because it felt like it was in slow degrees that the the true layers were being peeled back that's why the show is so great because everyone was so ready season one and see even in season two to be like you know we're gonna turn this guy into protagonist we're we're gonna we're gonna make every excuse in the book and then for this show to be like (laughs) hold my drink evil people don't get that tale of redemption and they've also said no unequivocally barry is not a good person he's he's not someone you want in your backyard he's not someone that you're gonna be friends with you can empathize all you want but what he and the fact that they've introduced this as he uh, wanting him to get into acting is brilliant because barry in himself is an actor He's the best actor. I think I said that uh, when the show came on the first episode. A notification. Oh, his child says he loves him more than anything in the world. And I am seriously anxious about his fate. Don't touch the child! Quick double back to the scene where he's telling him the, the story. He makes him sit on the swing. It's like his life is a movie set. He's he's now he's actively steering every part of it. During unwind time, there's a knock on the door. Barry goes immediately back into killer mode, taking the gun from behind the photo before stepping outside. It's just kids. You can hear the kids in the distance, but his face tells it all. The monster can come back in a second. And it's not even like Barry goes back inside. He stands outside all night with a gun in his hand and it's almost as if he's anticipating or even longing the need for the hunt, uh, the need to be this person who he truly is. Whereas Sally and his son are sleeping in a bathtub with the son completely unaware of why his life is the way it is. The episode finally focuses away from Barry and Sally and we catch back up with LA where Mega Girls is getting another movie. Security calls someone who works for Warner Brothers about a man in the lobby who claims to be Gene Cousineau and after a quick Google search is confirmed to be him. It says he fled which he confirms that he did leave the country for the last eight years but he told absolutely no one and people thought he might be dead it also says that on the headliner that he shot his son instead of he killed his son so maybe he's still alive it looked like he was still alive everyone hasn't heard from him but he knows they're planning on doing a biopic on barry's life and he wants to have his uh voice heard now would it really be narcissism that would cause you i mean yeah it could be uh, to come out of the woodworks looking like jesus to tell your part of the story or could something else be at play here 
Is it possible? I don't think so. It feels too on the nose of season three. But this certainly, I think that hearing about the story, though, may have also brought Gene out. Like, if I heard about the story, I wonder, you know, if he heard about the story. And we know Barry doesn't want anyone telling his story. Poor Bevel. Uh, he was set up. I mean, yeah, he was, he wanted her in a nasty way, but he's a man and he didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. He's set up to be the thief with Sally's coworker pointing out, I thought of it. I wanted to steal money, but I couldn't live with myself. I'd blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Highlighting Sally's lack of morals. Sally continues to drink wine and watch an interview about the show that divined a generation, just desserts. I bet Nality is so Sally natured right now. Wow. <laughs> Barry uh, was filling his child's head with lies. I I'm curious to see if we do get back to Natalie. We got to get back to Natalie because they showed the whole set and I have a feeling we're going there. I think that would be interesting to see what fame could have done to Sally's ego and you had Natalie who didn't even have Sally's ego. <laughs> I think that would just be a, a fun interaction to have. A notification comes through. And Sally yells out, Barry. <laughs> to which his kid's like, who's Barry? <laughs> Clearly that's you. Because you're answering to that man's name. And when she shows him about the biopic coming out, he concludes... I gotta kill Gene. Oh, Lord. Again. A fucking again. Nothing new. Nothing changed. Same old shit. Same old fucking shit. This proves no matter the time period, time frame, when it comes to solving anything that may be a bump in Barry's illusion, he's gonna solve it with murder. And you would think he would have learned that lesson at some point in the last eight years, but he's not. Killing Gene's not going to stop anyone from telling a story about you. <laughs> it was going forth without him in the first place, but he hones in on the only person he thinks is responsible for it. And clearly what he was planning to do before he got on this, uh, got on this train of creating said illusion. And now those worlds are about to collide. There was no whole Hank in this episode. And quite frankly, it took the episode down for me. <laughs> no whole Hank. I need, I need my no whole Hank. I miss him so much. Behind the writing, directing, and performances in general, Hank as a character is the best part of the show for me. So I hope we get to check back in with him because I need to know after eight years how my boo is doing next week if you want to send feedback once again buckercouch at gmail.com my social media will be below like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic hustling, 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 hustling.